Hey everybody, welcome to Read This, Read That. I'm Jackie Reed, and in the middle of text is... I'm Joanne Reed. You know, you always have time to text. You do well, do you? Do you let your children text when you're at the at, when they're at the table with you all? Probably so, because you're texting. Unfortunately, they're telling me, get off the table. Right, Mommy, all, stop yes. texting. I'm a, they call me basically a, a, an old millennial. They're like, you a millennial. <laughs> you old and a millennial. You are a beast. That's something when your mom has more social media followers Right? And Miles keeps being like, hit me, you know, you got to shout out my Instagram. So shout out to Miles' Instagram, Nasir underscore Reed. Follow him on Instagram. Nasir. What is that, his middle name? His middle name is, his name is Miles Nasir Reed. Oh. So he uses his middle name Nasir. as his, yeah, Nasir underscore Reed. So holla at a scholar. I love that. Yeah. I need to follow him. Follow him on Instagram. Follow him today. He doesn't, he doesn't post enough, though. See, they, they get on me because I'm always posting. I post more than them. You post more than anybody. <laughs> except Trump. <laughs> oh, Lordy. Isn't well, it a shame? You post more than him, but your stuff is fun to follow. And, and I don't call anybody horse face. What a disgusting man. I'm sorry. It's That's like, disgusting. It's like the kid that you hated the most in third grade is president. But they're president while they're in third grade. Right. Like at that time, <laughs> right? Remember the kid in third grade who used to throw pencils at you or right. whatever that kid that was? That kid that ate his boogers. He dug and then up threw his at nose you. and we then flicked them at you. Yeah. When I tell you, Miss Ichikawa's um, second grade class. I'm sorry, what? Her name was Miss Ichikawa. I will never forget Miss Ichikawa because her name was Miss Ichikawa. Miss Ichikawa, second grade class. What? There was a what boy. What was her nationality? She was Japanese. Oh, okay. Miss Ichikawa. And Miss Ichikawa did run a tight ship, honey. Really? Miss Ichikawa didn't play. She was like a Japanese lady who was like a black lady. She did not play the radio. Don't talk to Miss Ichikawa's class. Really? You know? I still remember her to this day. This was second grade. I will never forget her. Was she, it a predominantly black class? It was a predominantly black town. Yeah, this was in Montbello, which was oh. a mostly black town. So most of the okay. school was black. Most everybody was black, but they brought Miss Ichikawa, honey, and Miss Ichikawa was like black lady who was also a Japanese lady, oh, and I she did that. not play the radio. And so Miss Ichikawa's class was like real strict. Mm -hmm. She didn't allow talking. If you wanted to go to the bathroom and you didn't raise your hands to ask to go to the bathroom, you have to sit there. Mm. You don't just get up and say Miss Ichikawa and start hopping up and down. I gotta go to the bathroom. <laughs> she didn't play that. Raise your hand like you're supposed to. Really? She did. So she had y'all in check. Heavy manners. So there was one kid in the class that used to try to play Miss it. He tried to test Miss Ichikawa all the time. Mm -hmm. And he would stick his pencil, the eraser up his nose, take his boogers out and throw his pencil at <gasps> This kid would do this relentlessly. And everybody was like, ah! And so somebody would scream and then they would get in trouble because you can't talk in Miss Ichikawa's class. <laughs> and so that part, he would do it to get you to scream so you would get in trouble. I remember one time this boy threw that booger at me and I said, ah! And oh Miss Ichikawa said, Miss Ichikawa, He's throwing, so I snitched on him. I sure did. I snitched. <gasps> you you should have. I sure snitched on him because people wouldn't tell because they would just get in trouble and they, nobody wanted to snitch. I snitched, honey. You I snitched to. on that boy. Girl. Because I'm like, he's throwing his boogers at people. That's how you remain booger free. You got to snitch. She grabbed him by his little ear and said, you going to the put, you going to, she marched into the principal right oh there. And Miss Ichikawa was so thorough while she was gone, nobody talked. Wow. Because they knew. They knew when she come back. The wrath of Miss Ichikawa. Don't play with her. Oh, I love that. I, I love her. a strict no, she teacher. Was, she was so strict. Oh, I but I, I'll never, he's just one of those teachers you'll never forget. So this kid, if he grew up to be president, you think that this would be I believe that Trump. this kid well, Trump be, is what this kid was yes. throwing his boogers back then. This kid really was Booger the pencils. same person who's our president now yeah. because he was relentlessly mean. And he just did it not because he had some 
ideological. He just did it just to be, just to get your attention, to make yeah. you pay attention to him. And I feel like Trump is someone who he walks around with all the resentments of his childhood. That he he wants to force the you to rejection, the rejection, yeah, whoever the teasing, didn't respect him, whatever he went through. Yeah, whatever he went through as a kid, he didn't feel respected. Obviously, he probably didn't feel like loved and nurtured by his family. And so he's going to get revenge on the whole world. Yeah. And he's going to make everybody pay all the time. And you're going to pay attention to him and you're going to pay. You know, I have a booker story from the New York subway, but I'm not going to tell it. <laughs> oh, God, I'm disgusted. Because I have a better one. It's disgusting. Not I will it. tell you, this This made me smile and actually joined in. Now, for those of you who have never had the joy of the experience of riding the New York subways. That's sarcastic, by the way. It is. Um, it's, it, it is always something interesting. And people are often on there asking for money, yep. you know, soliciting, selling candy bars. There are people who dance, sing. Sometimes it's enjoyable. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes there are tremendous performers with tremendous talent who come on there and sing. They mm -hmm. have instruments. It's a whole thing. Well, on my work, on my way to work the other day, there was a woman who had a terrible voice. But she was singing the theme from the love boat. And when I tell you... <laughs> I don't know what she was hitting on. I don't know if it was a book or a box, but it was like love, exciting and new. <laughs> Come aboard. We're expecting you. And she was singing, and I had to join in. She could not sing a lick. I don't know what she was getting. It was like at the other end of my subway car. Oh, my God. But I'm telling you, she did the whole, like, you and know, welcome aboard. It's love. At the end, like, she yeah. did the whole thing. Wow. I sang along. But New where's York the City booger subways. part? No, I didn't want to tell that story because it was too gross. Oh, I thought so this I told, was going to have a booger in ending. In lieu of the booger story. Oh, this was instead of the booger story. You want to hear the booger story? I want to hear the booger story. You've set it's it us up gross. for the booger story. No, it's Did gross. somebody pick their nose and hold the pole? Well, all right. So I was walking down the subway steps on my way to get on the train, and this guy was walking kind of slow. You know, in New York, sometimes people will walk slow and you want to go around them. So as I got closer to him, you know, because I was moving fast. Right. And as he, like, had his hand, he was, like, digging in his nose. Digging for gold. Digging and digging and digging. And as I got right up on him, he pulled out, I swear, the size of a raisin. A bogey. A, a booger. Mm. A booger. A boogie. It was huge. <laughs> and so I'm... Um, you know, the stair, you don't cover your ears because okay. you wanted Sorry. to hear this. <laughs> so so going down the stairs of the New York City subway, is not a lot of space. You, there's a lane for going down and there's a lane for going up. Yeah. So if I passed him and he looked like he might not have been in his right mental state. <laughs> and I said, could he swing out and like wipe I it on me? Could ah! he touch me? So I don't want to go by him. Yeah. And OK, so we're walking down the stairs and finally he reaches out and smears it on the wall. It was that, like, you know, you just want to, like, vomit on the inside. It was gross. Well, it this was is gross. the reason I don't hold the pole. It, on the rare occasion I get on the subway nowadays, when I do not ride it because I'm so germaphobic that you I actually are. can't get on it anymore, that, you know, when I did ride the subway, I would surf. 
because I refuse to touch the pole. That's I will. Bold. People sneeze on their hand and touch the pole. People cough in their hand and touch the pole. Their there's, children down there. They there's have all bubonic kinds of derm, plague germs. on the subway. So I won't touch it. I just won't. And so sometimes I fall into people because I'm trying to surf. I'm trying to stay up. Which or is I try good to get for the your door. thighs. Very good for your thighs. And I try to get the door. And then people fight you for the door and try to force you to move in. What do you do if you can't? If it's like a train that's moving aggressively and so you can't, you need to hold on to something. And they hold the pole. Okay. So you've, I know I have in fallen your lifetime, into you have put your I have. hands on the pole. I have. In what the, do you, because I'm so interested in your germ, germophobia. Yeah. What do you do after an experience like that? After you touch a pole or yeah. somebody sneezes on you in yeah. public? If, 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 if somebody, if I touch the pole, if I'm, I'm falling and I have to grab the pole, then I literally will not touch my hand to anything. My phone, the bot, my body, nothing. And as soon as I get to work, I'm washing my hands. And I wash my hands a lot anyway, because I am a bit germophobic. It's really the other are. thing I share with Trump. So is I'm constantly washing my hands you and Kanye and Trump me and Kanye and Trump it's the, it's the triplets that and tweeting are the things we have in common and perhaps a little bit of uh, mania occasionally <laughs> so yeah no I, I definitely have, have touched the pole but I've been so fixated and disgusted yeah. by the fact that I've touched the pole that I can't think of anything else until I wash my hands so what do you do and I don't know how detailed you want to get on this but we like to keep it real here what do you do when you go to a public bathroom you I, have to start. You have to hang. You squat. Right? You got to squat. You got to hang. You yeah, can't touch it. And I remember when my kids were little, when they were very small, and they have to pee. I used to have to do a maneuver because they they're you know they're going to try to sit on of it, course. and I can't let them do that. Yeah, so can. I'm trying to. I would have to hold the baby over the seat. Oh my god! And they're heavy. Little kids look it's cute a good and small. Workout. Yeah. But they're not. They're yeah. heavy. My daughter was a substantial baby, <laughs> and she was a chump. She was chubby. <laughs> so I'm trying to hold this chubby baby. It, it was rough, man. Wow. They and because you can't let the kid touch the ball. And also the the word so we only lived in New York when our daughter was was up to it. She was two years old. She was yeah. the only one born here. The other two boys were born in Florida. Mm. So they never rode a bus. They never had this experience. Oh. When we had our daughter here, she would immediately reach for the pole. Once one of those babies who would grab and put anything in her mouth. Oh, my God. So she would go right for the pole. And so I would have these moments of horror as she's in her stroller and trying to reach. And ah, oh you, know, you can't let them reach because they'll touch everything, you know. And I remember one time, um, you know, there's like a West Indian. I don't know if American parents do this, but there's a West Indian thing where if the baby's binky falls on the ground, you pick it up and you put it in your mouth yeah. and suck it off. And so one day Winston was in the subway and her binky dropped on the ground. And Jason said, you're gonna pick it up, right? And I was like, uh-uh, we can find another one. <laughs> he was like, cry? you're literally gonna, yeah, she's crazy. Like, you're gonna throw it away? I'm like, do you think I'm gonna pick that up and pop that in my mouth? Oh my God. That ain't happening. The boiling Binky stayed on happen. the ground. There'd be no Lysol, boiling. boiling. Mm, Cause I would know in my mind it had been on the it ground. It would never be clean. Never. never I, be I, threw, I let that Binky stay right on the ground. Oh, all right. Well, let's move from that into our wine down. Sorry yes. that you And this baby is a good wine. Girl had, yes, this is Dragon's Blood. It's a Shiraz by Jim Tree. Mm, yeah, J E M tree, all dragon's one word. Blood. Dragon's blood, but this is delicious. That clink, sounds clink, Kanye cousin. like too. Dragon's blood, isn't that what he's into? Dragon energy. Scoopity poop, scoopity poop, poop, doo whoop, scoop, scoop, poop. Okay, so we're winding his, down. Uh, his MAGA hat that makes him feel like Superman. Stop it. We're not going to talk about him. Mm -hmm. He's not in his right mind. Mm -hmm. So uh, you were at your grandmother's 85th birthday party. My godmother. In, godmother. My godmother. Okay, in Jamaica, mom. Yeah, mom. See that Jamaican accent I'm working on. So bad. We were, and and you know. The thing about when I go to Jamaica is, you know, the only the only places I've ever been in Jamaica is real Jamaica. Like we don't go to resort Jamaica, we go to Jamaica, Jamaica. We mm -hmm. went over the real, 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 and the real thing. <laughs> so it's not like resort and thing. It's more like 
real ticket because <laughs> we were in Kingston. We weren't in Ultra Reels. Oh, or I've been to Kingston. We were in hard to call Kingston. Oh boy, bull bay massive, you wow. know. So we were in the real thing. So we were there with my godmother who turned eighty five. So she had her party at the Pegasus. So I we, stayed at the Pegasus. Did you stay at the Pegasus? Yes, that's where we stayed. When I flew down, I just I hate to interrupt your story, but I have to tell this quick Kamora Lee Simmons story. She was oh, still God. dating okay. him at the time, and we all flew down. She came separately in a private jet with dating her dogs. Russell. And they had to quarantine the hotel because she didn't go through the regular airport and they didn't know she was going to have dogs there. Uh And so the dogs were in the hotel and they quarantined the hotel. Quarantined the hotel for the dogs? Yeah, because they had not gone through customs. Oh, because yeah. yeah. One thing that's true that when you travel to Jamaica, they're very serious about have you been anywhere where there's been Ebola? There's a big sign in the airport. Yeah. Have you in the Manly Airport, have you been anywhere that's been Ebola? Don't bring fruits, don't bring vegetables, don't bring animals, nothing. Crazy. And well, when you come back, they sniff the hell out of you to see if you're trying to bring back some weed. Oh. Did you have any luck getting out? <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk after. <laughs> but go on. Godmother 85th Godmother birthday. 85th birthday. <laughs> hung out with my godbrother. And we really, what I do like traveling that way and going to, because the Caribbean has a particular vibe that people think it is mm-hmm. and there's what it really is right mm-hmm. there's the tourist part that's all owned by sandals resorts and all that you're not really seeing the island there's, you're not seeing the real people um so where we go we just with the regular people yeah so it's 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 great it was so relaxing i was off the grid do people recognize you in jamaica a few i was actually staying in the same hotel with congresswoman um uh, with congresswoman clark um who is um who is a representative from brooklyn mm. Um, but she is Jamaican, and her mom is Una Clark. Her mom is quite famous, Um, and so we were in the same hotel, and she was being honored. There's an order of distinction that you get from Jamaica that she got. Oh, nice. So we were staying with her. So it was nice. It was very nice. So a few people knew who I was, but for the most part, no. So I could just go around and just chill. And when my godmother would try to say, this is my god sister. She's from from MSNBC. They went, what? (laughs) (laughs) Which was amazing. (laughs) What'd you eat when you were there? Good food? Good food. So um, we had, um, obviously, when you're down there, you eat a lot of fish. Mm. So um, you get a lot of fresh fish. One thing I'm not used to is when they say fried fish, you think a filet with batter. Yeah. No, it's actually a corpse. (laughs) Yeah. With a face. I've had that. Yeah, and so I had a hard time with that. Like, I can't eat that. So I ended up switching my fish for shrimp when Jason got the shrimp. I ordered the fish, but I took his shrimp because I can't eat the thing with the face. I just can't eat the, the dead carcass. See, there's hope for you with the whole vegan thing. If I can't that do it. bothers you, yeah. then there's hope. No, I did. Yeah, because and one of the reasons I became a vegetarian the first time, when I became a vegetarian when I was in high school, is that it, I can't eat the carcass. Like, yeah. I can't do it when it looks like the thing that was alive. Yeah. And I couldn't. I had to clean a chicken. It was like, I can't do this. I can't yeah. eat this anymore. And so the fish with its looking at me like, so what's up? You gonna eat me? <laughs> I, can't, I can't do it. You gonna, we gonna do this? We gonna do this? You gonna, you gonna eat, me? eat me? I had some, oh, on the way out, we had some Aki's and saltfish, which is delicious. I don't know if you don't know Aki tree. I've had it. I don't like you it. You don't like it? I mm, love it. Aki's and saltfish we had. So we had some good food. We had good, yeah. real Jamaican food. My mother loves all that uh, Jamaican food. She really, really does. The one thing Jason and I couldn't really get through was the cow foot stew. You had cow foot stew? No. You know, so it, you know, they eat every, you eat every part of the animal. So the cow foot is just very gelatinous. It's like a gelatinous yeah. thing, and it just wasn't my thing. So I don't like it all, but most of the food there is delicious. Yeah, that's where all when you eat, have like gummy bears and um, candy corn and yeah, it comes um, from jelly cow bones. beans and it, all that comes from animals. So yeah. as a vegan, can't you know, eat it. Can't have all that because you know those. Um, 
those uh, the gummy vitamins that I was telling you to take for sleep. Yeah, those I had to let those go. Them. No, because yeah. it's the bones. Yeah, and the thing is, it's what's interesting. Even in Jamaica, what's happened is that the food that you know slavery obviously is the way Jamaica became Jamaica. Yeah, and the food that people were thrown basically. The, the foot of the cow, the tongue of the cow, the you know the, the the ox tail, the literal tail of the ox. That's what the slaves were given to eat, and so Jamaicans created this whole cuisine, just like Americans just in the like South. Americans in the South, because yeah. pig's feet. You know, I pig's grew up feet. eating that pig's tail. Yep. Um, and they make it delicious. The thing that's yeah. so incredible is that now everything reverses, and all the former quote poor folks food is gourmet Delicacy. food. It's all gourmet food now, and it's all expensive. Listen, you know how that collard greens on the Neiman Marcus um, catalog, you know that big uh, expensive catalog that Neiman Marcus comes out with every year? They have collard greens on there for, I think, like $65, It's like food gentrification. One of the most expensive meats is oxtail, which has very little meat on it. It was literally the scraps. But now rich folks are like, this is a delicacy. We want to eat this former slave food. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to make it real expensive. And so now the actual poor people can't afford the food, curry goat. You know, literally, they used to say, we're going to eat the cows, you slaves eat the goat. Mm. They didn't want to eat goat, and all of a sudden, everybody wants to eat goat. It's like the delicacy. Tom, what's for dinner? You ready to eat? Yeah, Becky, what you cooking? <laughs> Babe, we're going to have oxtails. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. No Slave food. Seasoning. <laughs> no <laughs> seasoning, though. Just a little salt and pepper. I can't, I can't. Mm-hmm. Well, How I'm about glad. you? What, look, wind it down for me. Cousin Jackie, what you up to? You know, child, I am heading to Atlanta this weekend, my hometown. Very happy to be going. You know, I'm always busy when I go. I know. So many things to do, but a friend of mine is having a baby shower. And this is my new thing. My past couple of flights that I've taken and they haven't been for long I've done a carry-on for the first time I've never done this I usually take a lot of luggage because I like to have everything under the plane I check everything Mm -hmm. I never the only carry-on I have is a big tote bag in my purse with all kinds of my jewelry Mm -hmm. other things you know that I don't want to pack purses Mm -hmm. things like that so I said I'm doing it all in one bag and I'm bringing it on the plane with me. Oh, you're me. traveling like me now. Yes. Yes. So I did it twice and okay. it really went well. Yeah. It worked. I didn't forget anything. I Isn't felt like better? I had everything I needed. It was so much better. Yeah. I didn't even have to look at baggage claim. Because you don't, that, that extra weight, it takes so long to get on the plane and off anyway. I know. Then to have to also wait for your bag, to me, is unbearable. But now when I'm going to Atlanta, now I have too many things to do. Yeah. And I'm going, so I'm going for four days. And you have enough clothes? I don't think I do. But see, I always wonder because since you spend so much time in Atlanta, do you not keep a, a separate Atlanta wardrobe well, there? I, re- I don't go there enough to, and I have favorite thing, favorite right. like this, you know, that vegan uh, leather jacket that Very I cute. have. Very I'm going to take that. Yeah. I'm not going to leave that in Atlanta because right. then my mother will be wearing it or my sister. You, you know, know, that's right. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. we all wear the same shoe size too. Mm-hmm. No, that's not mm-hmm. happening. Because mm-hmm. then it'll just wear down faster. Right. Right. So I have to take my favorite things. And so I have to go to a friend of mine is having a baby shower on Saturday. And we have to all come dressed as princesses. How are you going to get a princess dress in your camera? I don't even know what I'm going to. I, I'm telling you, and today is Thursday. I don't know what I'm wearing. And when I don't. are you leaving? Saturday morning. Oh, girl, you have to. I, I don't know. I need it. Listen. Can you buy it in Atlanta? I don't have time. It's Saturday. I so, land and, oh, Saturday. Yeah, you need to buy I something. don't have time. My mother is trying to think of something, but I'm just like, I don't know what to wear. So I've got that. Then my classmates from high school are having a dinner on Saturday night. And then Monday, I'm going to the um, Giants-Falcons football game for Monday Night Football. So Go I, got, I need a cute outfit for that. Go Falcons. Go Giants. Go Falcons. 
And so I have to cute outfit for that, okay, right? Because okay. it's Monday night and okay. it's in Atlanta. Come okay, on. You know okay. how, how okay. Falcons fans come up and the tailgating and experience is amazing. Go to a Giants tailgating. You will not see any of your kind. That's my NFC team, though, the Giants. But when New you York go Jiggy. to a Falcons tailgate party. Would I get like things thrown at me like boogers? No, they don't care about that, girl. You'll be partying. You're going to okay. take off the Giants gear and put on some Falcons oh. gear and be like, oh, I need to be here every weekend. <laughs> okay. They party. So there's that. And then Tuesday, shout out, I'm going to be on the Sisters Circle on nice. TV One. How exciting. I know. So listen, I have to pack a lot of stuff. Yeah, do you, so, And I don't want to give a free commercial, but my I I bought my son when he went to Europe. So he did a thing where he, the middle child, went mm-hmm. to Scotland for the summer because he was you in did not send that program. baby with a carry on. Let me tell you, there is something called the away bag. Honey, you need to look into it. What is this? It's a, it's the carry on of life. This is a carry on size bag that fits in the plane, but it can pack so many things. It has compartments. It is like some kind of technology they've created that allows you to get more in the bag. And the bag even has a charger for your cell phone. Okay, stop talking unless they give us uh, sponsorship money. (laughs) (laughs) We need to invent. Yes, we need a way. Come and sponsor. Read this. Read that because that was a free commercial. That that sounds amazing. It's the most amazing bag, and I bought it for him as a present. And now I want to steal it from him because it is amazing. What is it? Pretty. It's gorgeous. It's a nice, it's an attractive bag. It comes in all these different colors. And a lot, it's it's like the hot thing now. A lot of people are buying the bag. And I found out about it from my millennial friends uh, because the millennials know these things. And it's actually, it's very practical. It's got bags within the bag. It's got little compartments. But it is, it's like a Toomey bag, but not the price of a Toomey bag. But can bag. girls use this? Girl, yes. They have every color. You can get girly colors. And again, Toomey has the same idea, but it's so much more expensive. The Away is that, but but affordable. So it looks as cute as a Toomey bag? As cute as a Toomey bag. I bought this boy this bag, and I want to steal it. When I tell you I want to steal it, and since I'm a person that I never check anything under, if I can help it, I always want to carry on. You know I'm Googling it. This is it? That's it. And it comes in all these different colors. It rolls. It is so pragmatic. And so what you all you need, whether it's that brand or another, is a carry-on that's big enough it's big enough to get a lot in it, but small enough to fit in that compartment. But see, he's a boy. He doesn't need stilettos. He, But he still needed clothes for a month. And it's boot season. And he needed clothes for a month. But boys can rewear things. That is true. You had him washing that is and true. rewearing things. They can wash and rewear. Yeah. That's true. And they don't wear as many clothes. But for me, I don't bring as many clothes as you. I don't have a wardrobe as fly as yours but i need That's a lot of choice. stuff because i overpack i always take too much i take see more i do than too I how right. do you do a carry-on i stuff it in i have this cute little purple bag which is actually not in in new york right now but i stuff that sucker i roll things up i do whatever i can yeah i find rolling is a good way to go roll everything i roll everything is rolled up neatly because then when you unroll you have to it's not as wrinkled yeah but i try to girl i put it all in that carry-on but and if it doesn't fit in the carry-on it don't go I'm gonna, oh, this is gonna keep me. Up I refuse tonight. to check a bag, and I get mad when they try to make me check my bag. I'm a you know frequent flyer. I'm on Delta Airlines, and sometimes they'll be like, "We'll check your bag for free," and I'm thinking that's not a benefit. You're not helping me out. I'm not checking my bag. No. So do you get mad when they, or do you ever volunteer when they're like, "Listen, the flight is full. Do you mind checking your bag?" Never. I it's never volunteer. But they'll give it to you right when you walk up. I know, but I they have to take it from my cold dead hand. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give it up if they make me, but I don't want to. Because I want off. My my big one of my pet peeves in life is how long it takes to get on and off a plane. I don't understand why it takes so long. I can't stand it. People literally will be like, well, you know, I'm here at my seat. 
and I think I'll take my bag and lift it over my head. But you know, before I do that, let, let me, me think about it. Let me stretch. Let me stretch a little bit. If I get my lumbar, tie my shoe, and then if I can just get it a quarter, three quarters of the way over my head, and then I'm on a pause. <laughs> and then you know, the rest of the way will come. It will come. I will eventually get in my seat. But I want to think about it. This is why I like first class. It is. It, you're and on and you're off. I know you hate off. first class. No, no, I don't. And if hate you're first booking Joanne for anything, she hates first class. <laughs> I love Do first class. Do not fly her in first class. <laughs> it's a, it's a bit, I don't hate first class. I feel guilty about being in first class because they overdo it. They're giving you a white tablecloth meal. Who needs it? And I do, but I do like it. I do eat that meal, and I, I do it. drink the wine or the champagne that yes. they have. And I'm a bad flyer, so I need the wine. Yes, I'm a nervous flyer. No, I am. I'm. I don't like to fly. I need the space. Yes, to just kind of like. You know, yeah, but. yeah. You need to be able to kick your feet out, and I do. I I fly because I have the miles to fly yeah. first class, but I feel guilty. Like yeah. they're giving us, they have a curtain behind you. Like, what's wrong with the people in the back that we had to have a curtain to separate us? This That's is really so wrong. The liberal in me just says this is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but the person who doesn't want to be miserable in me Thank says you. I'm gonna fly in this, this. Although you know, I do have to say, when I went to Atlanta recently, um, I took a, a coach flight. Um, I booked it really late and first class was like bananas. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, let me let me book a coach flight. And I have to say it was not bad. It depends on the airline. And I do have to well, say. Well, it was Delta. Right. And, it, and the, my problem with airlines in general, and not picking, picking on one or the other, they've made, to me, they've made coach flying miserable. Because it Who? used to be all airlines. Oh, all airlines. Because yeah. it used to be you got a full meal in coach. You yeah. had You had room and space. They've now crammed so many seats into coach because they just want to make more money. See, that wasn't my experience. It was a, there was a lot of space. Okay. Um, I because I'm vegan, I brought my own snacks. Okay. Um, but there used you're right. There used to be a time when a they would meal. give you a meal and you didn't have to pay for it. Correct. Now, if you sneeze, you have to pay for a to tissue. Pay. And everything is it is the blanket is to pay. You have the to pillow, pay for the, the pillow, which is used. The headphones used, used, used. Right. So it's like, why are we? I mean. I think airlines have become so greedy that they they decided there are there are definitely more seats in the plane, so there's less room. Yeah. It's less spacious, and they've upped the service classes so that first class is so much better than coach. It to me, it's it's wrong. Well, to me, when it's like okay, two hundred dollar difference for first class, and I'm like okay, but yeah. when it's like a thousand, a thousand dollars, I'm not doing it just uh-uh. because I'm so offended sometimes. Yeah. Um, about just the way that airlines are able to get away with so much. They get as away far with, as with it. Now they have to pay for, if you're in coach, you have to pay to check a bag. To check a bag. To check one bag. Correct. You have to pay for that. You have to pay for it. And the reality is now the miles, the point system is that they, you know, they reward you for traveling frequently, et cetera. But like you said, they also penalize you for not being in the upper classes. Yeah. And, and that's what I don't like. To yeah. me, if you can't afford, because when you're in coach, you don't have to pay for any of that stuff. Right. But you can obviously afford to if you want right, if to you're in most first class. of the time. Exactly. So when you're in coach, all that stuff should be free. All like it be used free. to be. And when um, when Jason and I, you know, when my husband and I used to travel, we were traveling with five people. Ooh. So everywhere we went, it was us and three kids because we always Damn. took them everywhere. So it's it, it's substantial financial burden on families yeah. to travel. And I think people should be able to travel. Travel is part of the human experience. It makes your life better. It is. And so be, making it so prohibitively expensive to me is just wrong and Airlines don't have to do that. Is that why you like to drive so much? I like to drive a lot because I just like to drive. 
I just think it would be easier when you have a lot of kids. To we would, drive. oh yeah. yeah, no, we would road trip it. And I grew up as a road trip kid, so mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm used to road trips, even though they can be very challenging with five people. Oh my god. Yeah, it's easier when we were when my kids were younger. That's the way we had to go because we couldn't afford five tickets. That's crazy. That's too much money. Mm. Well, I don't kids. know what I'm going to do this weekend. I'm not going to pack until Friday Your night. Your princess dress going to get all wrinkled. I don't know if I'm going to have a dress. I'm thinking about maybe doing just, you know, kind of like a Wakanda princess <gasps> kind of thing, right? And do like it. some face paint yes. kind of thing. Just show yes. up in there like, Come ah! Go in there and just Right? I'm in there shot. like, what's the little move that they did <laughs> yeah. at the waterfall? Come in there like, yes. <laughs> do that that'll be me right <laughs> that'll be you then i'll have like a little you know little african I love thing that. yeah right? bring, bring back ideas because that's my halloween i want to be one of the wakanda people i know we get in the we get in the brandon brandon we get brandon brand 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 hands, hands. We get brand <laughs> hand. let's move on okay let's talk about some topics so your first lady, Melania Your first Trump, lady. Don't give is, it to me. her office is calling for a boycott of T.I. after he posted a video <laughs> of, basically, if you haven't seen this video, pause, go to social media, Google it, not social media, go to the, to the internet, Google this thing of T.I. and Melania Trump. And basically, what you're going to see is, in, in this video... T.I. is sitting in what looks like the Oval Office. He's sitting at the desk, and a Melania Trump lookalike is stripping. Um, she even has on the jacket. What does it say on the back of that jacket? Because you have one in your office. I really don't care. I really do don't you. care. Yeah. Do you? Um, has that little khaki jacket on, and then she takes it off, and she likes, you know, does a little strip tease dance. Right. People outraged. Melania's office calling for a boycott of T.I. and his music. Who's going to do that? No one's going to boycott T.I. over that. And here's the thing about Melania Trump, you know, and we were going to do a segment about this last week on the show, but we ended up not having time. Melania gets depicted as a victim of a victim. The media really loves to have this idea that she's crying for help, that if she's blinking, she's asking to be rescued from Donald Trump. I don't believe that at all. I think Melania Trump is an adult. She's 47, 48 years old. She knows exactly what she's doing. She wants to be a Trump, and she's not a victim or an ally, a secret ally. She's just a Trump. I disagree. It's like the daughter. They are Trumps. They believe in what Donald Trump is doing. She's a birther. She also pushed the birther meme about President Obama, just like her husband. She claims with this be best thing that she's against cyberbullying. Her husband is a cyberbully. I don't. I don't feel sorry for Melania Trump. I think she's doing. Ex- she's exactly where she wants to be. I believe. Let me tell you, because I'm writing a script about this for a movie. Okay. So I think Melania is really being held captive against her will. I don't know what this man has on her. I don't know. I don't know if he's threatened to, you know, because he's the president, I have to be careful about what I say. Because <laughs> <laughs> this is on tape. Yeah, right. So I don't know what he has on her, but I feel like she is captive in her own marriage. I really believe that. I really, listen, I think that she is, and and on real talk, I don't know if it's because if I divorce him, this, like, I feel like she's locked in this marriage for money. I think, like, she realizes that she married a monster, mm-hmm. and I think that she thinks that if I don't go along with this, then I am not going to get a certain payday at the end of things mm-hmm. after he's in. I, I feel like there's some kind of contractual obligation that makes her behave the way she is. Okay, because think about this. Here's why I think this. Now, I, I mean, I don't really, really believe this, but I think it's a good theory. Mm-hmm. 
think about this. Think before he became president, like, well, before he even campaigned and everything. Sure. What did we know about her politics? Nothing. Nothing, right? Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, all she does is. Except that she was a birther. That we knew. She that was already knew. a birther. Right. No, she was not. Well, she's a birther by marriage. I think that everything she does, I think because she was married to Trump when mm-hmm. all this birther stuff happened. I think that everything that she does, she does out of, and not that that makes her innocent, mm-hmm. but I think that she feels like if I'm going to, like, I don't know what's on paper, but I feel like she signed something. Prenup. That may, right, prenup, whatever. That there she is a has to, she has to go along with what he says. And do you know why I, I I put this theory out there? Because when she went to Barbara Bush's funeral, mm-hmm. right, without him, mm-hmm. and the way she looked when she was with the Obamas and the Bushes, mm-hmm. it was kind of like... Time of her life. Yes. Freedom. It looked like she really wants to be a part of reasonable people and right. not... She is part of something that is crazy. And I don't I don't believe that she's just some crazy person. I mean, the fact that she has a whole anti-bullying campaign when her husband is the biggest bully on the planet, it just it seems like to me that she would fall more in line with that. But the thing is is that the wives of authoritarian rulers often do that, right? So you'll have an authoritarian ruler who, let's say, is violent We'll have a wife that does an anti-violence crusade. It's Donald Trump is sort of modeling classic authoritarianism in a system that isn't used to it. (laughs) Right. Right. He can't. He doesn't have the freedom of action of an Idi Amin or of a Mobutu Sese Seko or of even Vladimir Putin, who he admires deeply and he admires Kim Jong Un. Kim Jong Un. He doesn't have the freedom of action of those people because the systems they operate in allow for much more violent action by the executive. Trump can't do that. Mm -hmm. He admires those people, but he can't do all the things they do. So he's modeling the the authoritarianism that is, you know, to the extent he can within the American system. And I think that Melania Trump married very deliberately who she married. She knew who he was. I think that she is complicit in everything he does, as is his daughter. But people want to think of Melania and Ivanka as victims because See, Ivanka, I don't. Ivanka is not married to him. That's her father. So mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything contractual that, that ties her to him. Right. That's just her father. Well, in the case of Melania, to your point, like if I was going to agree with your point, she's an immigrant. I mean, he had her parents' immigration status in his hands, right? I mean, yeah. They got their, but they all, they had their citizenship. So she got that for the sister, for her sister and her parents. She got them in. So but they're I, in. But, but she's, I still feel like, I, I just, I feel like there's, that there's an obligation from her towards him. I don't know what it's based on, but I, I, I'm telling you, there. I just believe that there's something more. I just, I don't believe that she believes most of what she says in support of what he does. I think she does. I, I see Melania as somebody who, quite cynically, in my view, takes advantage of the fact that she has a victim status that people want to ascribe to her as a woman. Yeah, but that. She is not, as a white woman, she can take advantage of that victimhood, of that sense of always being innocent and always being a victim of what's being done. But throughout American history, the wives of terrible men have been complicit in the things they do that are terrible. He, before he would marry her or bring her parents over here and get them citizenship, he made her do something. He made her do something awful and he got it on tape. And he has photographs of it. <laughs> I don't know. All this is going to be a great movie. I'm it'll be a great you. movie. But I, all I know is that, in my opinion, I do not look upon Melania as either a victim or an ally. She's my age, honey. She knows what she's doing. And she's doing what she wants to do. And you know what she is? She's a Trump. 
And to me, at the end of the day, it's family. And they're always going to put the Trump family first. And I think she, like like the daughter, like the sons, like all of them. They don't have they contracts. They put that family first. There is a contract between the two of them. I mean, think about um, his first wife. What's her name? Ivana. Ivana. Who, at one point, accused him of, of raping rape. her. Yep. And, and took it back. And then took it back. Yep. Right, and you cannot tell me that that did not have to do oh dollars with money. Oh, he had, and, and Donald Trump has had dollars over all his life. So remember, he, Donald Trump left the mother of his three oldest children, mm-hmm. Ivana and the two sons. Ivana was the Ivana was the mom, and then Ivanka and the two boys. She left. He left them for Marla Maples. Right, had a daughter with Marla. Had a Marla. daughter with Marla. Left her, and then a few years later, married. Melania. I don't know if they overlapped. Yeah. But the reality is all these women are financially dependent on yes, Donald Trump. Yes, they as are. As are the kids. Which is what They're I'm all saying. Dependent on They're him. all dependent on him. I don't I don't know if the kids so much. They are. As much like Tiffany maybe because They're, he just doesn't again, even acknowledge Again, all of them girl. are. And if you listen, if you talk to like Tim O'Brien and we talk to Tim and um, people like Tony Schwartz, people who've, bi- who've done biographies of Donald Trump will mm-hmm. say, the children are 100% dependent on him. If you think about it, what does Eric Trump do for a living? Yeah. He runs a Trump foundation. What does Donald Jr. do for a living? But Ivanka, he works for his father. That's so does true. Ivanka. Ivanka has her own brand. Right. That, but what is it based on? His surname. That name. And so everything she's got is dependent on her father. And his success. And his success. If his surname loses value, her surname loses value. And that value. is what I'm saying about... Melania, it's not like I'm, I feel like she's a victim. I don't feel like that. But I feel like she thinks that her best option, considering how, where she came from and what she came from, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think from Slovenia. Like she, right. Mm-hmm. I feel like her best, she feels like her best option is to stick with this man Probably. at this time. I mean, remember, there were times early on in this. I don't know if it was in the presidency or the campaign when he was trying to hold her hand and she swiped his hand away, where she seemed really upset with him. Mm -hmm. And then that seemed to kind of go away and they were cool. I think that there was a probably something transactional, whether it was in a contract or something that made her say, okay, let me, let me tow this line. You know, my working theory is on that. What? So, So my working theory on the Trumps is that most journalists who've covered the, the two of them and who covered the campaign believe that Donald Trump did not believe he was going to win the, the election. Yeah, and no. then he actually told her he wouldn't win yeah. because she doesn't want She didn't want to be first lady. She didn't want to do this. Right. This isn't something she wanted, this sort of public life. Right. He won. And then my question has always been, and this is a question I would love to be able to ask the president if I could, was there an updated prenuptial agreement after yeah. the election? Because she did seem not to be thrilled right. to become first lady. She didn't even want to be in Washington. She Remember, want she move. wanted to stay in New York with right. her son, Barron. And Barron had a school he was happy in and that he was thriving in in New York. She didn't want to move him. She really did not seem to want to go to Washington no. and move into the White House. And then that changed. And I wonder if there was an updated prenup because he also seems to be really reluctant to admit to the affairs that he's always been very open about. Donald yeah. Trump is not embarrassed that he had affairs with women. Suddenly, he is really vehemently denying these affairs when he never did before. Yeah. He always felt kind of proud of it. Right. But I wonder if maybe he signs an updated prenup in a hurry and that there's a clause in it that has to do with infidelity. And well, that if he were to admit to the affairs, he'd have to pay her. There is more to this story behind the scenes as to why this woman is so agreeable 
with this man. Doesn't mean you have to feel sorry for her. Right. Doesn't mean that you have to look at her as a victim. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying there's something, there's something more at play yeah. with this woman and what she says in agreement with her husband. Because when you look at moments when she disagrees with him publicly, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? You look when she's swiping his hand. There's something going on in that marriage. This and is a business. This has it's a business become a business arrangement. And you know when we're going to find out? Because that lady has a $60 million book deal in her Man, future. Man, and I hope million. she writes it. And one day, I suspect she'll take that deal. Yeah. One day, she'll write a book. It's just not, Unless we don't know Unless she signs something that says she never can. A non-disclosure agreement. And, and remember, if she signed that, mm-hmm. in order to sign that, I hope she has her own attorneys. Right. Because here's the reality. Stormy Daniels broke her non-disclosure agreement with Donald Trump and got away with it. Yeah. If, if Melania Trump has an NDA, Ooh. there's nothing stopping her. If I'm some a- book agent... Just get her $100 million. Whatever it is, the penalty she'd have to pay Mm -hmm. for breaking that NDA could be absorbed by a $100 million book dealer. I guarantee she doesn't have a $100 million penalty. So I I suspect one day we'll hear from Melania. It's just down the road. And I want to hear it because I'm telling you it's going to confirm my theory. One reader. She is going to have, I want to know what he's like, you know, aside from his penis size, which we already know. We already know that. So Thormy Daniels told us it's a mushroom. It's not substantial. said it's a mushroom and not a mushroom cloud. Uh, let's talk about this woman in Brooklyn, of all places, who falsely accused yes. a nine-year-old child of sexual assault. Now, th- while I was in Jamaica, one of the things we did, my godbrother, Ian, was insistent that we watch this video and all the videos related video? to it. And this is a woman who accused a nine-year-old boy who was at a convenience store. He's, he brushes by her with his big backpack on. It touches her behind. She accuses him of sexual assault. Actually, makes of an obscene grabbing gesture. his at her ass. She said he did. Yeah, and she turned around and made a really obscene gesture at mm-hmm. him. And then his mother, the boy's mother, came back and confronted her. She at least pretended to, or actually called nine one one on the mom of the little boy. The oh. boy is crying. He and his sister are in the street bawling because she's like, "I'm calling the cops on you," which is basically a threat. It's a threat to a black boy. It's a violent threat because yeah, of what police unfortunately have done when they've confronted black people. Well, it's how things can turn, um, you know, so in quickly a situation with, with police and black people. Even children. Even Tommy children. Rice was twelve. Yeah. So the reality is, when you say I'm calling the cops on you, that's a pretty lethal threat. It is again a black person and so she calls or at least threatens to or gets on the phone and calls 911 police never actually showed up later the the woman is brought back to the convenience store to watch the actual surveillance footage to see if she's right the news media brought her back to watch with a whole crowd of people this moment whether or not the boy actually touched her behind he didn't he wasn't even paying attention to her he just had a big old backpack his backpack brushed against her and i don't know how this woman mistook that feeling for a hand grabbing your ass. I don't even know how you mistake the two. How you mistake a, a backpack brushing by you for someone Quickly. grabbing, grabbing your, ass. your ass. It clearly says that either it's been a long time or she never has had her ass grabbed. Been a long time, which, been a long time, been a long, know. lonely, 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 lonely time. <laughs> but when I saw that little boy crying oh, at heartbreaking. the... Oh, it, it broke my heart. He's on the street. And if you think about it from... If you're not black or, or Hispanic, black or brown, you may not be able to relate to this but Mm-mm. when someone says i'm calling 911 
Your first thought is Tamir Rice, Michael Brown. It's like it's, Sandra uh, it's, it's me against a white person. I'm going to get in trouble. That's what you think or, automatically. Or killed. They're, right. They're not going to believe me. I could end up behind bars right. in, in trouble or dead. And the thing that, it, that depresses me is that we're in a day and time again in America where black people are so much at the mercy of literally anyone on the street who wants to turn you into a criminal for going in your house, for getting in your own car, mm -hmm. for babysitting. There was a black man who was, the cops were called him because he was babysitting a white two white children in the car. Oh. In the car. I mean, it's literally like you're being criminalized for your very presence, barbecuing, and that white Americans feel this sense of empowerment that I can threaten you with bringing this lethal force down on you at any moment. But see, what bothers me even further than that is that there are so many white people who are empowered by that, who feel like, you know what, I have the phone and 911 at any time. I can use this in a way that's going to, it, it, I can misuse this right. is the thing that bothers me. And then also, let's say there are white people who are like, well, I would never do that. Right. But they know that it's going on and they stay silent. Right, and the people that's are around. What, those yeah. are the people that bother me more. The people who know that this is the society that, that we live in, who know what black and brown people are up against, yeah. who know that it's either their sister, their brother, their neighbor, their husband, somebody else maybe they would not do that but there's somebody that they know that's their mother their father that's close to them who would make that call right. and they're not saying anything like there was a video of a, a white woman I don't know if it was a Walmart or some store where there was another, an older white woman who was just berating and going after these Hispanic women for speaking, for Spanish. speaking Spanish. And the white woman came to their defense and told that woman to get the fuck out of this. Right. She, I mean, she didn't say that. that those are my words. I proudly <laughs> said them. But she said, get the fuck out of here. And she basically ran that woman off and told her. We need more white people like to that. that. Or the we, two and, guys in the Starbucks where white people yes. surround them and said, you can't treat these men this way. More white people, I hold them responsible. They have got to get in on this fight. Yeah. You cannot just stay in your home in the suburbs or your you know, gentrified neighborhood yeah. you know, with a white picket fence and not get involved in the battle that brown people and black people are up against in this country. Yeah, because it, the threat makes me angrier than the Trumps of the world and the yeah. people who are out and out racist, the people who see it, who know it, and say nothing. And don't say anything. And for black people, it's this threat of I'm calling the police. For brown people, it's this threat of I'm calling immigration. And this is happening more and more mm. often that people are being threatened because they're speaking Spanish, I'm gonna call immigration on right. you. And even if you are not in the country undocumented, you may have a family member who is. Right. You may, and with a lot, we, you know, we're doing these stories at work a lot about the fact that we are still caging children thousands we've now expanded tornillo where i've been and it's it is just a prison camp and those of you who want to say it's a summer camp having actually physically been there and walked through it it is not a summer camp it is a prison camp it's Many a military of these kids camp will never see their parents again. again and we're putting kids in cages babies we're adopting them out without their parents knowledge giving them to an american family that they've never met oh. they don't know and their parents don't know they're being given to this is what we're doing we're stealing children yeah. and for people who are hispanic even coming forward to claim your own relatives who have been 
who've come over on their own. Mm -hmm. People are afraid because even if you're not undocumented, you may have an abuela, you may have an auntie, you may have some relative who's undocumented, and you're afraid that if you come forward to claim your this child, some one of your family members will get deported. And this threat of deportation, the threat of police being called and you being shot by the cops, this is now a threat that white Americans can wield over people of color. Yes, and it's it's terrifying to me because it feels like like a sort of South Africanization of American life. And that's why I'm glad that the white people who are participating in this are losing their job. But I mean, I think something more needs to be done where these people are facing charges. Well, it should be illegal to call the police on someone for no reason. It should be illegal for that woman to call the police on a boy who she thinks grabbed her ass. Once they saw that video and saw that it wasn't true, her ass should have been arrested. That should be... Or at least... Fine. Right. Something. At the very Some least, penalty. something because that's the only way to stop it. Right. It's you the can't, only way to stop it. Right. Because clearly social opprobrium doesn't work. Shaming doesn't work. No. The reality is if there was some civil penalty for filing false charges or calling the police against someone, I think the man who called the police on Tamir Rice should have faced something. This boy died because you made a ridiculous call to police about a boy playing cops and robbers in the park. He's obviously a child. He's obviously playing cops and robbers alone and he's point he's hurting no one you call you called the police and he's dead and by the way the police officer officer loman who killed tamir rice keeps trying to get police jobs he still wants to be a cop and he actually got hired by a local town not far from where tamir rice died and the mother of tamir rice was outraged that this man still was hired as a police officer he's since turned down the job because yeah. the public found out but what if no one had found out this guy would be back on the force somewhere else where some other little black child could be playing cops and robbers my brother if playing cops and robbers with a toy gun was something that would Girl, cause I have a death penalty dead. exactly me and my brother would have been right. dead this was something my brother did every day i mean he made everything into a toy it's what gun. what you do because you're watching movies, you admire, you know, the 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 actors that you see, you know, the 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 Rock, Dwayne yeah. Johnson, the people that are out there, you know, fighting against the bad guys. You want to have a gun, you want to have a, re- a you weapon, play. you're watching The Walking Dead, you want to just play. But the it's something needs to be done. This I'm telling you, these people should be penalized in some kind of way because just the liberties that they're taking. You know what? Just like that man I walked by and he was arguing with a white woman and she was like, I'm just going to call the police. Right. It has to stop. We're at a point now where the criminalization of black and brown life is making life unbearable for black and brown children. That you can't play outside. You can't barbecue. As a black person, you can't move in and out of an Airbnb. You have to constantly be on guard and afraid because white people are taking the liberty to say I can control your liberty and I can take your life any moment I can take your liberty or your life just because I can I have this phone just because I can and they feel empowered so whereas ordinarily they may have had a conversation they may have let something go they may have minded their business they're interjecting themselves into something like you mentioned the 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 black women that were at that Airbnb oh my god you know I I mean it it is ridiculous because they were surrounded I interviewed um, one of those women and it was like they were surrounded by police That's right. over that situation and nothing happens to that neighbor who called the police. Called, remember the black women who were thrown off the wine train? Yes. You, you take a train trip to go to wine country and you're literally being policed just for existing and laughing. It's like your entire existence is now being it subjected. It has gone too It's far. gone too far. And it's I think, gone too far. But we have to figure out, I don't know if there needs to be an app 
that you could dial up or or just something that can be done if you're a black person in a situation where someone's like i'm gonna call the police on you where you can say okay well i'm calling this number right and this is you know and i don't know who shows up i mean we don't have the manpower probably to do that but something has to happen right. where you can get a lawyer on the phone and hand the police that i mean tamir rice could not have done that no. but i don't know this is a serious this is yeah. a big problem because it, you know if you go back to the way that south africa during apartheid was this is what apartheid was yeah. apartheid was any white person could demand your papers yeah. and demand you to show you the right to be anywhere you were any time of day or night you literally had no agency and no rights that any white person was bound to respect and american life during american apartheid before the mid 1960s was the same way there were you know and it wasn't just in the south that anywhere you went you could be subject to sundown town laws why are you in this town after sundown yeah why are you in this why are you on this street why are you in this block why are you in that car this idea that black and brown life is subject to any not just police and not just white people in authority but any white person can question your presence anywhere at any time and means you are not a full citizen and look at how the prevalence of this has just gone through the roof since Trump, Trump has been Trump president. has said this is this the way is okay. I will make America it's not even okay he's saying I will make a, a country where your yeah. citizenship as a white American is more valuable than their citizenship yeah. and that I will make you feel that your actual citizenship is more valuable that your humanity is more valuable I'll devalue all those other people that you're afraid of I'll devalue them as human beings and that's what's so bad about what he's done but Melania doesn't feel that way but Melania is, is participating <laughs> Melania is I just want to say for the record, she's she's only doing this because she is. I don't know what he has over her. I don't know what the video is, what the photographs are. She benefits are. from it, though. She, she benefits. benefits from it. But I'm telling you, my movie will be out. You know, I can't wait to see this. Movie. It's going to be big. Free but I mean, it's based. It's all a theory. I don't know, but he has something over her. What we'll is see. it? We'll I, see. I don't. I don't. I don't buy it. But I, I'm willing to watch the movie. And one last question. Did you buy your Mega Millions ticket for I, the drawing? My husband did. I think he did. I, I this is why I Jason. love Jason. Yeah, Jason. It, I that nobody did. won on the drawing on Wednesday. Oh my god! I, you could not tell me that I I bought ten tickets. Ooh. Right. I did five of numbers of my choosing, mm -hmm. five quick pick. Mm -hmm. And when I went to bed that night, when I said you I knew was you were planning and plotting what I was going to do when I wake up, you knew that. when I woke up the next morning, mm -hmm. but somehow God had other plans. God had other but plans. But he wanted me to wait until Friday. So that this drawing. Friday. This Friday. I w what would you yeah. do with a billion dollars? I have a whole, my sister and I have an entire plan. You have a plan. First of all, I would be off the grid except for read this, read that. I would yes. be here for that. It would pop up. Yes, I would pop like up for that. Yes. <laughs> um, there would be certain things in place. Like I would have trust for each of your kids. Oh, thank you. Yes. And I would um, I would do certain things for you, which we can discuss off the air. Yes. Um, but beyond that, I would continue to, I think the main thing that I would do, aside from, you know, having a residence in Atlanta, mm -hmm. of course, is where I would live. Mm -hmm. A vacation home. Absolutely. You know, probably in one place. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't spend a lot of money crazy. I would probably live off the interest. Mm, I would yes. probably just live off the interest. I would not try to live extravagantly, but I definitely would continue the whole veganism thing. In some way, that would be the main thing that I did. Yeah. No, I think that's smart. And one thing that I, and, and my, Jason and I have had this conversation, is I would take the annuity. 
Yeah. Because the thing mm, is, what pe- mm, the mistake yes. people make is they take the lump sum. Yes. You no. get less money. You do. And by the way, you can you can't afford to make as many mistakes. So what people do is they make a big mistake with a lot of the money, or they'll give it to one financial advisor who ruins it. If you get the annuity, you have thirty years. You can make mistakes for twenty nine years yeah. and still have millions of dollars yeah. left because you're going to keep getting paid, and it also allows your estate, your heirs, to to benefit into the future. But here's the question that I have for you because you I know we got to go because BB Winans is here. Um, you have children yeah. who you don't want to spoil. Correct. But you also want to be the benefactors of anything that yeah. you have. In your, like, how do you, would you let them just, if they were like, I don't want to go to, I don't want to finish college. Oh, they'd be finishing college. You know what I mean? They wouldn't get if any If they money. were like, why? Why should I? Yeah. Nope. We're uh, they, billionaires. They would be required to finish college or they wouldn't get anything. So it would be I a would, trust fund situation. Trust fund. Everything would be in trust. And would, would you would, make them work? I would. I would. I think if, if we won the billion tomorrow, their trust would not mature until they were at least 30. Because I know that even though I had children, I had all three of my kids by the time I was 30. Yeah. But I still don't think I was mature, mature. enough to handle yeah. billion dollars. Yeah. So I feel like if they're when you're 30, you're a lot more focused. Yeah. So I would want that money to come into their hands when they were a little older. I'd still want them to work. I would definitely want to do things in their for their future to make yeah. sure they're set. They would definitely not have college debt. But we're trying not to let them have college debt now. Yeah. You know. But so I, I would definitely do that. I want them to have property, something that's going to mature, buy things for them, but give them all that money now in their 20s, honey. Mm-mm. So that it can become wealth for their you heirs. You want it to be wealth, the, not their heirs, heirs, right. We want that to be wealth that's in our family forever. That's yeah. the whole key is not riches, but wealth. And what black people are missing is wealth, not riches. Yeah, see, with me and my sister and my mother, it's the three of us. So it's like the power of three, like the show Charmed. Yes. About the witches. Like the secret. Anything that we have to do, that we would do with that money has to be approved by the three of that us. It has to be approved by the three. And having a trust, a family trust, yes. so that nothing can pass out of the hands of the trust and yes. it stays in exactly. the family. In the Reed family. Yes. yes. Girl, I got, we got big plans. We gonna be rich because we y'all don't even buy a ticket because we, well, no, Don't buy. even do it. Do the money but so you can add to our pot. Add to our pot. Make but our pot we gonna win. Girl, are we gonna show up next week with a podcast if we win? Sure. We we'll still do up. the podcast for the people them. Let's do it from Milan. We'll do it from Milan, you baby. Will. Yeah. <laughs> Let's read this read up. <laughs> here to talk to us about his new single laughter okay which has an interesting background story which i can't wait to hear all about we are here with the one and only bb wine eat your heart out carol cousins i love y'all but i'm here with bb i love this man oh my god so much so so much yes i can't believe you're actually here in person i'm sorry i'm fangirling out right now i'm a little bit but i'm Fanboying here. <laughs> I'm fangirling out. Yours for such if a long time. If you know who time. I am, then I'm gonna die. See, he's not gonna gush over me because we know each other. Because y'all are like, oh, we go back, time. like but way, I way back. But I do gush over you. I, yes. well, you know what I'm talking. Because when I found yeah, out you yeah. put um, sugar in your grits. What? That's when we became That was a family. whole, like, because I was a, like, that is just <laughs> blasphemous. <laughs> that, yeah. Yeah, but I loved him through it. Oh, okay. No, I loved him through it. It sounds kind of good though. Oh, it's good it's to the bone. It's not it just not, good. Thank you. It's it is good not, to the bone. No butter and oh, well, please. vegan butter if and you salt come to is the all you need. House, okay. Everybody Any of does our it. Houses, yes, that's how we were raised. What? Sugar. Because it tastes like maple, probably. Oh, it's the best thing. Napalm, this morning, maple. <laughs> tell the carols I said to make some grits. No, you just said it. Oh, the carols gonna be that screaming. That's not cream of wheat. But cream of wheat. But that's what I was gonna that's say. It tastes like cream of wheat. Yeah, with a little carnation milk. Yeah. Can we put some carnation you milk know. in it too? 
You no. you can, but 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 you know, Carnation. just need some butter. No, and put some Vegan sugar butter. in there, and you no. are a believer. I'm down no, with that. No, that's a whole other. That's a dessert. That's corn. <laughs> that is not a dessert. <laughs> corn pudding. Joy, how you doing, girl? How you doing, baby? That's poor people's dessert. <laughs> that's not a breakfast item. <laughs> That's the breakfast of champions. Don't hate. Thought we had agreed to this, and you had no, come over that. You might as well fry some bologna. Oh no! You cut can fry bologna. Wait, how you oh, doing? Y'all fry bologna and put it next or, to a side or, of. Or you could grits. do cheddar cheese with, with grits. With grits. Cheddar yeah. cheese with okay. grits. Oh yeah, it's Vegan just how you cheese. feeling. <sighs> That's what my daddy used to do. But I love him through it because I just love this man. I love everything about him. So bougie. (laughs) Whatever. You all also have a church connection. So apparently, if you come to New York and you don't go to CCC, apparently, you don't go to church. You have to go to culture. Culture Center. Yes, the Christian Cultural Center. CCC. The church. With the great Reverend A.R. My great friends. Reverend Doctor. I mean, I love going there. I mean, if I'm in New York, right. I'm there. Yeah, it's really the Church of Champions. And I'm singing most of the time. You're when singing it. You I've been missing no, this, this whole time. No, you're not just singing. You are working when you're at CCC. I, I am. I'm, and, and I'm having a great time. That's it's amazing. And and the the, the 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 you know beyond everything else that's there, the the word, the teaching, yeah, yeah, and the information that he gives. You chew on for the rest of yeah. the month. Yeah, no, Aaron Bernard is brilliant, and, and guys. That's, that's 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 what I love. It's life changing. I say it's not just a church sermon. It is like a college course. It oh, is I like a that. life coaching experience. Yes, it really is. We all take notes when we're there. Oh, that's yeah. great. Everybody I love has a nerdy laptops church. out. Yeah, it, yeah, it is yeah. a I love church. a nerdy church. Unbelievable, but but I tell you, I'm I'm glad to be with you all. I really am. I was excited when I was invited, and. Um, I'm such a fan. Well, I'm your invitation here is open and endless, you know. Oh, okay. Don't let nobody know Jackie it's Reed. It will be a whole different podcast. <laughs> so wait a minute. So we, we gotta get we, we gotta get to some amazing things that you're doing. Let's talk about first off, and hopefully we can play about? a little bit about this new single Laughter. And I wanna know the story behind it because it came about with this Korean gospel well, there's, group. There's, there's two stories with that. Okay. Now, I, I run, as you know, I work out every day. Yes. I run seven miles. Wow. And uh, it's, be, it, it's therapeutic for me. So I was at home, actually, in Nashville, where I live, and I finished running, finished working out, and I thought I would go by the grocery store and buy some grits. And put sugar. some sugar, so and sugar, sugar, make some dessert, mm-hmm. and go on for breakfast <laughs> for champions. And so I, I got to the house and I took some of the groceries in, went back to my car, and I hit the door and I looked at it and said, "Oh no, 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 it locked." And I was like, oh, you were "No problem." You would lock that your house. car? Oh no, and, but your I house. called my assistant. She lives about five minutes away. Right. Called her. She answered the phone. I'm I'm locked. I'll be right there. About two. 20 seconds later, she called back and said, you're not going to believe this. I locked myself out. <gasps> what? <laughs> no. <laughs> so no. An hour in my garage waiting to be let in the house. I started laughing. And I sat down and I wrote the song, Laughter, huh. Just Like a Medicine. Because the good book tells us that laughter, a merry heart, does good like a medicine. So mm-hmm. we have a choice in what life, uh, how we react 
to life circumstances, to whatever comes our way. We have a choice huh. to react, either anger right. or laughter. Hmm. So I've learned to use laughter. So I sat in the garage and I wrote this song, right? And so years later, um, I'm, 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 I'm going to record the song with Boyz II Men. Mm. And we keep missing each other as far as time and dates and this and that. And it just didn't work out. So one morning, I wake up and a, 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 a Donald Lawrence, a good friend of mine, an artist, has sent this uh, video from Instagram of these guys. And I woke up with these guys on my mind and I called him. I said, what do you think about these guys singing a song with me? He said, oh, baby, it'd be great. But who are these guys? <laughs> these guys, they sound like they're from Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. Okay. But they are from Seoul, Korea. Really? What? Koreans. Okay. You hear what are I'm saying? Are they black saying? Koreans? No. They're Korean. Korean. Koreans. <laughs> and Real sound Koreans like they're from Brooklyn. Seoul. Sound like they're from Brooklyn. Okay. So I got in touch with them. Long story short, I sent them a song. I sent them some, some, some information. And I recently just returned from Seoul. Really? Because not only did we do the song together. Mm -hmm. I signed them as artists. Yes. And I did the video over in Seoul. Really? And I'm in love. That's amazing. Really? Unbelievable hearts, unbelievable country, unbelievable talent. And can you tell me where, where did they get this singing prowess from? Oh my God, just they were raised that way. Just where? listening to soul music. That's what I'm saying. How did they grow up listening Great. to gospel music? I was going through, it, it was shocking to me. I went to buy some gifts for my daughter and my son. I walk into the department store and I walk up to this man and he's jumped back and said, oh my God, baby! <laughs> <laughs> like, which is, which is the right thing to say. I was like, what? He said, oh, I grew up on your music and started naming songs. I and I was said, this is, this is crazy. What? And so the talent is absolutely incredible. Wow. Incredible. Well, you know, gospel music there is big. Big. R and B music is big. It's big. Is and 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 this is this is not them just mimicking right. what they hear. They're actually feeling it. But they're feeling it. Wow. And it's <laughs> it blew my mind. It really Well, blew you my know mind. what? It is interesting that you say that because there is a sense in which I remember when I was a kid and we went to Europe, my sister and I, when we were 15, and we found that the people who were really into soul music in Europe mm -hmm. were so into it because they appreciated yes. it more than Americans yes. and they got into it, yes. into it. And I, I knew that from traveling, but I never went, I had never been to Korea before. Right. And was not on my bucket list. I would not expect that. That's it amazing. Was not on my bucket list. I would not Until see that. I met these guys. Yeah. And when I say, <laughs> in Incredible. So what's wow. the plan? You have so signed the, them. Signed when can them, we see the them here in the America? The is Korean Soul. Uh, Korean Soul. Uh, you know what? I actually I'm can get it. So one of my producers is Korean. And, and one of the things that, about the Korean experience that people don't understand is this is a country that was severed in half, right? Mm -hmm. North Korea, you know, when North Korea kind of mm -hmm. created its own hermit kingdom, they divided families. Mm -hmm. You have grandparents mm -hmm. that haven't seen their grandkids, mothers who haven't seen their children, children mm -hmm. who haven't seen their mothers for 50 years. Yeah. And so they have a reason to sing the blues. There oh, is man. actually a sense of pain in but South Korea that's so real. Limited. To, to what they and have exposure hope, to, though. but but they have limited to they have not in South Korea. But I'm wondering how do they? But, but but yes, but they have a sense of hope in what you're saying too. Yeah, and because that 
that's I think hope is birth from despair. Right. Mm. You know, that's where the blues comes from. Yeah. So I so to sit with them, you know, I learned so much. I asked them the question of, do you guys live in fear? Because what we watch on television, right. Korea, North Korea is about to blow you up every day. Right. Yeah. You know, and they said, ah, BB, no, we don't live in fear. Yeah. We don't live. They're not going to do And that. by the way, can I just tell you that South Korea is the probably the most dynamic economy on the planet. They have like 4.9% GDP. They're actually rocking and rolling Joy, economically. It's beautiful. Dude. Yeah. It's beautiful. So I ran one of these. It's funny. Okay. And this is true. I guess we'll get off of this in a minute. But um, I was here in New York a couple of weeks ago. I had to sing. And uh, one of the other people who follow me on Instagram were in town, he and his wife, and they they got in touch with me. They came to the concert. The tickets were sold out, and I found out. And I had my my, my manager go back and bring them back and to the room, and that's where we met and we had a great time talking. And they were in New York until uh, for two more weeks. They they cut their they cut their vacation short because they said there's no way you're going to be in our country. And we're not there. Okay. So they came back and went to back. Seoul. Right. Every day, her husband, Joseph is his name, came to my hotel and took me on a six-mile run every Are day. Are you nice. serious? Do you hear what I'm saying? But I'm going to ask you, okay, so to listen to gospel music and be inspired by it is one thing, but where are they spiritually? Where are they as Christians? Yes. Love Jesus. Mm. I mean, I was just surprised to a lot. There is... 15 million Christians in Seoul, Korea. Mm. Wow. I mean, I was just shocked. I, I didn't want to come home, and that's not like me. Won't <laughs> <laughs> get that grits and sugar. <laughs> Were you locked out or not? You right. Come home. No, it's a bucket list place. I really want to go to Seoul. Oh, I've always wanted to go. go. I love you this place. So, so you've signed them. That means they're going to be doing yes. more music, more gospel yes. music. That's Are amazing. Are they going to be performing in churches? Are they going to be like, what's the plan? Are we still trying to figure it out? World. I love that. It's amazing. All over the world. And, and but you get a taste of them on on this song. That means they're the coming. To CCC. Oh yeah, they're coming to see. They're coming every. Okay, I'm gonna need a substitute on that Sunday. And so when you, you hear the do. second mm-hmm. verse, it's it's the guys from from the group that is singing the second verse. They're Wait, singing all the, the background. Go, you know, I Laughter does good, just like medicine, just like medicine, just like medicine. Just like medicine. Oh, oh my God. That was a little oh. bit of church right there. That was some You're church welcome. right there. Yes, welcome. yes, podcast. Really does good. But you know what I love the, about that theme? Because it, it's funny. I was actually just um, doing an interview today about the, sh- uh, you know, a lot of MSNBC people did interviews for Paper Magazine. And one of the points I was trying to make is that even on our show, as much as we're doing bad news, we mm-hmm. try to put some humor in it. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you actually have to laugh to survive in you a lot of do. ways. Yeah. Right? You do. Especially in rough cry. times. You either like laugh you or cry. Make a choice. Yeah. And and that's what I've done. So when so I have a musical that's that's coming to Broadway, and in one of the scenes, buried the lead. Bravo. In, in one of the <laughs> I know, scenes right? Is a, a, a real situation that happened to me where me and my sister. See, people don't know the story of me and my sister. It wouldn't be a BB and CC if it wasn't for Jim and Tammy Faye Baker. What? Wait, wait. <laughs> real back, real back, real back. 
please explain how what that. What the what? And y'all know Tammy Faisal lady with the blink, 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 yes. blink, heavy eyelashes. She became. Yes, she was. Became, was. They became our, our our white mother and father. What? The, 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 the Bakers? Jim and Tammy Faye Baker. They have please explain. To the please it, oh, yes. Okay. Start at the uh, beginning. Yes, ah, please ah. explain. See, well, please the musical explain. director for PTL Network right. was a friend of my family. When he went there and became PTL's. Uh, uh, musical director, he called and asked if me and Cece could come down and audition for the PTL singers. My long story short, my mom took us down there on a Greyhound bus. Okay. And Cece got chosen. I didn't. What? But in order for her to go, I asked my father, let me go. I'll go work at the grocery store so Cece can have this opportunity. She was 15, I was 17. Okay. My father said yes for some reason, which was a miracle because my father wouldn't let us spend a night across the street. Right. So my older brothers were angry at my father. <laughs> it's like, how could you do this? How could you let the how babies How could you this? let the babies go? Right. And you gonna let? And he did. So long story short, um, I became one of the PTL singers. And one day, Jim Baker came in the rehearsal and said, "I heard a song. I want you guys to change a couple of lyrics, which is." up where we belong <gasps> from officer and a gentleman and he looked at us and said i want you bb and you cc to 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 do it as a duet that's how we became a duet wow. what wow. i, I never heard it. this story I, I, that's amazing I'm nobody sorry. really knows this what? story that's and amazing. this is what we tell in pt on, on the in the musical born for this can, can i ask you the question i have to ask you this question just I, because wait a minute i'm blown away <laughs> i'm sorry i need a minute jackie needs a minute what take a minute but what can you explain what is it in the winans dna because all of you you are so gifted as a family and you all are so spiritually granted what is happening in the dna of it, the winans you know, family we we grew up believing that all families was like our families we really didn't know that <laughs> all of us sing and that's a that's you thought everybody, you thought it was we everybody. Thought everybody sung because right. my mom and dad sung their parents sung um and and another thing you don't know <laughs> <laughs> I almost don't want to say this because you may fall out the window. I might. Uh, see, my, 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 my father's parents were never married, right? So my, my grandmother had him at a wedlock, and he took on her name. So okay. up to me, our last names was Glenn. Okay, I'm what? leaving. You leaving? You leave. Li Jackie is I, getting up and leaving I, the podcast. BB Glenn and BB Benjamin Glenn. Y'all would have been, been Glenn? so. We were Glenn. Wait, and so, what? But my father had a strange, uh, 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 a wonderful relationship with his grandfather, right? Which was I W Winans. Okay. And before my great grandfather passed, he said to my father, "You love me." My father said, "I love you." He said, "If you love me, I want you to." change your name so my name can remain in this earth and wow. my father marched us to the to the federal courthouse and changed our names to Winans. wow so the first born Winans was cc my mother was pregnant with cc get, <laughs> get the heck out of here <laughs> You know what? BB and ZC Glenn. It was, what? I knew. See, we were meant to be friends because we have this. I have the same issue where my last name is only because we made a decision to make that our last uh -huh. name. Because when my parents, I my you know West Indian parents don't tell you anything. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I think when my parents were married, they when my when we were born, my parents weren't Wait, married. Wait, please say your uh -huh. name. Because my actual name is Joy Ann Veronica Carroll. 
my mother's maiden name is Carol. And so uh-huh. I was a Carol. My sister was a Carol, too. We had to change our name to my father's last name. Aren't there and, more names in there? Wow. Joanne wow. Marie Lomena. Lomena. Lomena, right? That That's my father's last name is Lomena. <laughs> but we changed it to Lomena. We actually changed it when I had wow. to get a passport. When I finally went to get a passport, I couldn't get one because my name on my birth certificate is Carol. It's my mother's every time we were trying to check wow. into a building and security, she would get flagged. I, I get flagged. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> what? And it was if Lomena. If they tried to birthday me, it wouldn't work <laughs> because if, I, if they said show me a birth certificate, it does not say Lomena on it. It says Carol. I can't. Well, okay. So, which was so funny, my brother Ronald, his. His middle name was Winans. So His he became name is Ronald Winans Winans. He's Winans Winans. I love That's awesome. all my So wait, wait, wait. The Broadway show. <laughs> yes. Tell us what is what the story well, is. Well, the here. story is just that. When me and Cece was Cece was 15, I was 17, and we leave Detroit, Michigan, and we move to Pineville, Pineville, South Carolina, with the Bakers, mm-hmm. and that's where it begins. It tells the story. It really, it, it, I knew then my life would be changed. I would learn life lessons there. I dealt, had to deal with racism and various mm-hmm. other things because we didn't have that in Detroit, Michigan, right. or at least I wasn't around it. Right. Our whole experience was black school church and yep. friends and all those things and so now we're at a, a, a network where it was about four thousand employees and four people were african-american wow me and cc was two of those wow and so my whole world changed that's I <laughs> wow how did we miss this association wow. with the bakers this whole time oh so 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 the musical opened in atlanta in 2016 mm-hmm. and on my left side was my mom on my right side was jim baker so really? i have to ask you this question this is yeah. gonna be a very and jesus lord let me let me talk to God <laughs> let right let now. george jesus let jesus use you right now use let him use me, you because i need to know tammy yes. faye who was the makeup artist that Stop was created no 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 because i talked here. about this the other day the one of the one of the one of the <laughs> moments i i never will forget was i was at the uh studios early and Tammy walked in Tammy was very close to me Jim they were they were like our parents like parents she came in and she had no makeup on beautiful and I looked at said Tammy why why don't you go on air like Like this right and she said oh baby baby boy she said uh um the makeup is my my protection it's like a shield. It was a shield. Yeah. From all the really pain didn't need it. and all the ridicule and everything that would come. Yeah. That was her escape. I can see that. Wow. No, but, but her it, heart yeah. was incredible. Yeah. Oh. That's amazing. And Jim Baker, how's he doing? Oh, wonderful. Wonderful. And and so I, I learned oh, I learned a lot and you will learn a lot. <laughs> I, I can't wait to see I can't shot. wait to see you this. We have to be oh there. Oh my goodness! And when does it open? When is it? What's We're, the it's looking it? like February 2019. So born for this. On you know that, that you got two seats for us. You will be in the front line. I will. Listen, we'll be like we'll coming. Don't act like you don't know us. We're like baby, oh. baby, 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 it's the bees in the front. Baby, you see us, baby. I will not keep walking. I will not keep walking. I will not. Let me ask you this because let me tell you, I was in hair and makeup at my TV job today. Day, and I was telling my um, hairstylist who goes to CCC that you uh-huh. were coming on the podcast today to and she was like you gotta ask him about this whole house music thing 
<laughs> she said he is huge in the world of house music. I was like, what? And that's been like for 10 plus years. How? So Louis Vega. Louis Vega mm -hmm. is a, a great mixer and became a friend, oh my God, 20 years now ago. And so I remember when he first took one of the songs from my album and he remixed it and it just, it just went. Explosion. Was it thankful? And, and, and it was thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you. Thank you. Yes, I, we've been playing. We were playing it while we were getting right, ready so, for the show oh. today, and it was like <laughs> over. <laughs> so 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 one day Louis calls and asks for me to come sing for him. Uh, it was one of their anniversaries, and I said okay, sure. <laughs> I knew it would be late, like twelve. PM. Right. And so I remember flying in New York and I said, okay, so he picked me up from the airport. I said, so Louis, what time are you going to pick me up? He said, oh, I'll pick you up around 3.34. In the morning? I said, like, four in the afternoon? <laughs> he said, oh no, baby, like four in the morning. I said, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> four in the morning, you going to pick me up? Right. Well, so what time am I singing? Oh, you'll be like 4.45. What? Are you kidding? <laughs> there are people up at this time of morning, I was so, I was so blown away. Did you do it? I did it. I went to sleep. I got up again. I went to sleep, took a nap. But I did it. But I, I that was my first really introduction to that world. Yeah. I, I mean, it was vampires. It's all, it's I was vampires. Yes. Vampire. It's a whole different really world. It's not Okay, oh I have gosh. to ask you this question. What's your mm -hmm. favorite mm -hmm. gospel song ever? Favorite gospel song ever? That would be Andre Crouch or the Hawkins. Mm. That's we, me and my family were raised on them. They became our heroes. See, Andre Crouch was my hero in writing. Mm. I mean, he wrote songs that I said, "Oh yeah. man, yeah. like I'll be thinking of you, thinking of you, praying all my hopes and dreams that they will come true, and should there be some rain." Oh. Wait, don't stop. Yes. I sang that. Yes. And I, I sang that in Seoul because really? he wrote wow. the song because he was in Europe touring and he knew he probably would never see these people again. And it broke his heart. Mm. And so he came home and wrote that song. So I'm at the airport and I'm saying... <laughs> I'll be thinking of you. Oh my God. Thinking of you. Because you're so far away. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. but you're so close at the same time. So yeah. he was my hero. So that's one of my favorite songs. But yeah. the Hawkins, you know, you know, oh, happy day. Yes. You can't help but. <laughs> we are ready. We ready for your backup. We could be your doo pop, pop, pop girl. That note that you gave me right there was, <laughs> was kind of scary. No, no. Jackie All I need is a little massaging, <laughs> a little moment. Everybody needs coaching. Or British. Or British. I'll go with you on British. I think that everybody can sing. They just need a little Well, no, that's not true. That's what Layla Hathaway <laughs> said to me in a recent interview. She was, she was being just sweet. Being nice. <laughs> Not about me personally. I asked her what advice would she give to someone. Well, she was still being sweet. <laughs> 
saying. It is. I'm telling you. But you know, and, and Joanne asked this earlier, but I just wonder because all of you have such lovely, just Brilliant. incredible talent. Gorgeous. You know, did you were, was there singing around the house when you were a baby? Oh, like all the time. Like you know what all I mean. All the time we used to sing all the commercials. Yes. You know, like you deserve a break today. And it was like <laughs> harmony, right? Oh, we would take it to church. Oh my God! I'm in this household. I can't. That's awesome. I mean, everything was music. So we, we were passionate. We had no idea it would become our lifestyle, but we were passionate about it. Yeah. Um, and our father and, and mother nurtured that passion. Yeah. You know, it's so important that we 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 watch our children and we nurture them in what they're gifted in. So my, I have two children. And so my son told me one day, like you, he said, Dad, I'm a single duet with you. I said, no, you're not, baby. Why not? He said, why not? And I said, because you can't sing. Yes. What do you mean? Oh, they exist. Well, they exist. They what do you mean exist. he can't sing? He can't. That's amazing. He can play football, okay. but he can't sing. Has he accepted this? He did. And you He's still not trying to two sing? Kids? I have two. I have a daughter. Did she sing? No. <gasps> she oh, can write. She can write. It does happen. That's, I can't is believe there, that. Is there Winans Family Counseling for the <laughs> I people that can't sing? sing? Yes. There has to be a special program. There has program. to be a special program there for them. There has to be no, like so Deborah some Joy. kind of so Deborah Joy, like money that Deborah goes Deborah Joy didn't sing at all. She used she to talk to us. She doesn't that. want to sing, which she is amazing didn't want to, me. to She wants to And act. I used to always encourage her you, because she did have and a talent there to sing. And I would always push her. And she was like, oh, but Uncle, I'm an actress. You can be an actress yeah. and sing too. It's, you know, we talk about this all the time because we both are obsessed with Greenleaf, and that yeah. they and that Deborah Joy never sings on it. And no, I'm she like, does you sing. No, no, a little bit, a no, little bit. She sings, but what she said when she came on our podcast was that she was trying to lean into she the acting, but she was like, I don't want to pursue a career in well, singing because, because what she said was she didn't have Cece's voice. Yeah, but no, no, no. So you know, she played. Cece yes. in the musical, right. yes. and that's how I brought Oprah in, and Oprah fell that's in love with her. That's what she told right? us. Yeah, but but at the same time, she is more confident as, as an actress, an actress. Yeah. and so she's still building that confidence as a singer. And so that's something our father taught us. He said, "Now look, y'all not the greatest singers in the world." My father was oh, funny. You father, <laughs> I don't know you about y'all. My father in the in the in the musical. So, but that's what my father was, and he was an only child. Right. So, you know, he would tell you just exactly how he felt. And so he said, "Y'all don't be the greatest singers in the world." He said, "But what you're going to be is confident." Okay. Mm. Hallelujah. So when you stand up to the mic, right, you'll be able to sing. That's the key. And you be have to confident. Sing out. I have to ask you, know, you this the music that comes out is amazing. The voices amazing. are incredible. I, I think people would be mad at me if I didn't ask this question. So I'm gonna ask this on behalf of all the Carroll family because every every time I go to a family gathering, people are so stressed out right now, mm -hmm. just by the times we're living right, in. People right. feel really, really stressed. Right. How do you stay positive and faithful in times like these? Well. Again, I think it is so important. It's not so much I like to be fit and in shape. Exercise is therapeutic. Mm, so before I, I see anybody, in like four before I hear anybody or, yeah. or read anything, I, I've, I've, I've run my seven miles. Okay. My mind is set. I've, you know, oh, I've, I've read my scripture. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I'm ready. Okay. So if you're not ready for the day, that's when you get caught. Mm. 
Mm. So wine is not, do you know, never it, have. Does it help? Business. Because as we sit here, clink, 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 and drink our wine. So it, it, it just glass. doesn't factor in at all for you? Jesus I was have, in favor of wine. I, I just and he was. And I have nothing wine, against it at all. But in my 56 years, I have I've never drank wine. What? Alcohol, champagne, what? or anything, because it, I don't it like be the, the first day, BB. <laughs> no, people BB. have tried oh, to do it. Alone. People have tried and said, "Look, this is it was it's 115 years old, <laughs> and I, I just don't like the taste." Oh, have you tasted Shiraz? Right I have this tasted. A, this is a bubbly Shiraz. I have tasted so <laughs> so all my friends know like I, don't, right. I don't you don't drink at right all. at all. So 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 you're we, a grape juice church is what you're saying. You're a grape no, juice church. No no so so I mean my father loved. Wine and okay. he used to go on. But I just don't have a taste of it. Oh, right. So when the Bahamas, um, the Atlantis, so I was over the yes. music and the opening of the Atlantis, yes. right? And so for four or five months, we had to rehearse and get everything together. So one day, we're done with all the rehearsals, we're done, we're ready, set. So all the team, we went to the restaurant. And so they ordered all their drinks, and then they said, I ordered a virgin strawberry daiquiri. And the guy said, No, 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 no. He's going to have a regular <laughs> strawberry. Don't bring him no ver. And so I was like, I mean, whatever. So they brought me a strawberry daiquiri. Yeah. I drank a little bit of it, and my head just started to spin. Oh, no. Right? Started to spin. And, and then the guy just took a sip of it, and he looked at the waitress. He said, is this regular? She said, no, it's a virgin strawberry daiquiri. <laughs> <laughs> so the thought, the thought had my head. It's the thought. I love oh it. my God. You are amazing. Uh, my cousin's going to be so jealous. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be with Mimi Wadi. I know, and right? Mimi Wadi, I'm sorry, cousin. Oh I can't give you anything. Oh my God. Listen. <laughs> we want to go to your show. We, we definitely want to. We want to go to your Broadway we wanna, show. Yes. So we want to keep in touch with what's going on with Korean Soul. Yes. yes. We need oh, every we moment of that. Oh. Yes. We need to know what's happening. And yes. you got to keep laughing. Every is that morning. single available? Where yes, can we find it? It is available iTunes. on iTunes. Fabulous. You're going to hear Korean Soul. You're going to hear these guys, and you're going to fall it's downloaded in today. love Absolutely. with them. How uh, exciting. Already. Well, if you ever want to bring them onto a Saturday uh, political show, I have this dream of doing, right before the election, a huge, like, get out the vote gospel extravaganza this and i talked to Reverend sharpton about this i have this uh -huh. i want to do a show right before like the sunday election show. a sunday souls to let's polls. make this happen can we make this happen yes All i would right. love to do it I that's feel like a, a commitment soul to the poll. we want to ask your pastor we want to do a souls to the polls and we're just going to sing people to the polls i love that I, actually i will be in new york let's do a soul you will polls. i will let's touch and agree Bam. Boom! Oh, I it. wish I had a picture of that. Touch and agree. Bam. That I'm going to be singing on this? Uh, I'm not going to be singing? You're not going to be able to sing, Jackie. You're going to be encouraging you all be, of us. You can introduce on, and baby. encourage. Yeah, you can Somebody got to play the tambourine. <laughs> well, that is an important ah, role. It's a very important Ooh. role. Can I sing when, when you point at me, BB? You can just lift your hands. No, right. in the spirit. Thank you, Jesus. I need lift your hands in the sanctuary. Any... On that note, ladies and gentlemen, we be whining. I got talent. <laughs> he has been blocking my talent for years. Blocking your blessing. Woo, we trying to save you, girl. I'm girl, saying, I'm blocking I'm my talent. Jackie to... Wine is free. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, what's I'm the other name? Glenn? She added herself as a Wadness, too. That's the best part. The other name is Glenn. Jackie Glenn Wadness Reed. I'm telling you. It's talent in there. These are it's all untapped. lies. These are not going to work. Untapped talent. Untapped talent. It just has not been real. Because in the shower, Jackie unsung the talent in the shower. Is it amazing? The acoustics. I don't know if it's just the. Is that after the wine? <laughs> no, there's no wine in the morning, BB. There's no wine in the morning. There's just raw talent. Raw, pure talent. God help us. BB, thank you. It is so wonderful. This was so fun. Pleasure. And until next time, because we're coming to the show, so we'll see you soon. And we're doing our, we're going to do our, I think Souls to the Poles is happening. You need to make that happen. Let's make Souls to the Poles happen. Okay. Sing everybody and laugh everybody right into the And I'll be there just kind of like mouthing the word. Around if you need. (laughs) Mouthing the word. There'll be no Milli Vanilli. There's there's a part in the song where you can join in. There you go. Because I, I say, let me hear you laugh and everybody say you can laugh. Ha, 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 God is a patient God. I'm working on it. I'm God. working on it. Wait, wait, lay God. hands, lay wine his hands on me. Cause that's gonna make the difference. Wait, I ain't gonna help. I need, I need just. just no, you need more than a touch. You need no, more than a touch, baby. You need a miracle. You need a miracle. <laughs> ha, 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 no. ha, ha. talent is born, baby, ha. not made. Wait, it's but it's okay. From the diaphragm. I saw no. it on the voice. Oh, uh, yes, you did. No. Uh, you know, not everybody gets a chair turned. Everybody don't have a diaphragm. Not everybody gets turned a chair some people don't get any You are turn. accepting me into this family. <laughs> Bibi, Bibi, thank you. That's thank all you. I'm going to say. I'm going to be a soul to the pole. Yeah, okay. I'm going to have a solo. You can, uh, you can solo when the show is ooh, over. When the show, when everybody has voted. When everybody has voted, you will be able to solo. That's what we want. Now, there may not be any cameras. That's wait, what wait. we want. Usher, wait. When, uh, when everybody has voted, it's all over. we want a solo from you. We want a solo from Jackie. <laughs> That's the reward. This is why we pray. This is why we wait. Maybe a soul clap. You can soul clap. That I believe you could do. This is why we anchor. Some anchor. I have the winest family confidence. What did Daddy Wine say? He said you ain't gonna never. Not gonna be the best singer. He said to us. (laughs) Y'all ten children. It's going to be confident. 11. No, on the one 11. <laughs> 11. That's why she he has to be what? in church on Sunday. <laughs> she can't work on weekends. <laughs> we need Jesus. Thank you to our very special guest, B.B. Winans. You can follow him on social media at Instagram at B.B. Winans, Twitter at B.B. Winans, same thing, Facebook at B.B. Winans. The That's same how thing. you do social media. And his website is bbwinans.net. Do it. I love that. And of course, you can follow us on social media on Facebook and Instagram at Read This, Read That on Twitter. Do read, leave off the last T for savings, R-E-I-D. Spell it right. And be sure to tune in to my cousin this weekend on AM Joy because she'll be back on Saturday and Sunday. Live from Politicon in Los Angeles, California. I love To the this. left coast. We're going over to the socialist coast. So we not only need to watch you on TV, 
TV, but also also your social media because you're going to be all over Politicon. All over Politicon. And if you are in Politicon, we will be doing a live AM Joy at 6 p.m. Pacific time at the convention center. Come to Politicon. Come and say hello. It's one I of your love favorite that. guests. Who are some of the people that are going to be out at Politicon? Oh, everyone's going to be there. Teray. Teray is going to be there. We're going to have um, Kareen Jean-Pierre will be there. Um, we're going to have Jennifer Rubin. Everybody loves Jennifer on the show. Jason Johnson, Tiffany Cross. It's going to be like I a, love that. who's who. And for the folks who don't know what Politicon is, just yeah. kind of tell us briefly it's what it is. It's sort of like a con, like Comic-Con, but for political nerds. So basically, okay. it's all the political people you love. Michael Steele's going to be out there, I know. Um, Chris Metzler, my buddy. Like, a lot Lots of political people. There'll be some Fox News people there as well. But it's basically lots and lots really? of panels. Oh, honey. There's going to be lots of panels and everyone's talking politics, talking 2018. And this is right before the big midterm. So it's going to be a huge political. Will Michael so Avenatti be, be there? Michael Avenatti will be mm-hmm. there. We're going to try to sort of get him on the show. We're going to try Girl to pull crush. Michael Avenatti. You know, we all, everybody we loves love Michael. And of course, you can catch Jackie Reed on the Tom Turner Morning Show every Tuesday and Friday, 8, 15 a.m. Tom gets political too now. He does. Tom does not play when it comes to elections. You better vote don't so let time get on cool. it um also on nbc's new york live weekdays at 11 30 a.m eastern standard time if you're lucky enough to be in boston catch jackie on nbc's the hub today weekdays at 12 30 p.m and can i add that i have my own podcast on sirius right now yes. inside her story inside which is an extension her story. of the joiner thing and so i'll be on on saturday yes at 2 p.m and on sunday yes. at 9 a.m inside her story on Sirius XM's Progress Channel. And that's fabulous. And you know what? Let's boost a little bit inside her story because Jackie Reed is interviewing important women, sisters, black women and women of color doing amazing things. It's a really great podcast. And soon on the podcast, right now, I have other people singing, but eventually after B.B. gives me lessons, after B.B. gives me lessons, oh, I'm going to start uh, mm-hmm. singing. We gonna, we gonna and I'm going to sing in. my own theme song. We're going to rain Jackie in. Because the Baylor mm-hmm. Project mm-hmm. Uh, has, you know, they're mm-hmm. handling the vocals right now mm-hmm. but eventually once I get my singing lesson from BB you're going to hear me sing no, we're just no, going to end on that no, not everybody okay. can do everything yeah, <laughs> this is true we're just gonna but say. when you've been touched by a whiner and what your papa whiner say you're not going to sing great mm-hmm. but you're going to have confidence and have a wonderful day <laughs> <laughs> I'm the 11th whining <laughs> Jesus we need you <laughs> left <laughs> we need you now. baby 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 bye baby 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 Baby, baby, baby